Mexico got here just in the nick of time. What does that make us? Big damn heroes, sir. Ain't we just? Give thanks to God. The Lord is with us. What can a mere man do to me? Resonance 104.4 FM, the film and TV radio show, where a handful of film enthusiasts shoot the breeze about all things film and television. I am Marcus E. Ako, and I always forgot what it is we talk about on this show. <laughs> I am producer Dave. Yeah, we're, we're coming towards the end now, and uh, unfortunately, the winter bugs have hit. So if you hear a bunged exp um, expression from me, uh, my apologies, but... Uh, it's uh, not only me; it's also Zoom as well. Have you? You've got you've you've got a bit of the, you've got a bit of the uh, of the seasonal flu, have you? Well, I'm hoping it's just the seasonal bug, yes, <laughs> uh, and, and nothing else. To be quite honest, yes. yeah, that, yeah, you better you you better not get have anything else because or else who's going to be editing these shows? <laughs> yeah, yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you want me to try and do it? I'm going to be leaving out. Uh, I'll be editing it the wrong way around, where I'll leave all the bloopers in and take all the good stuff out. So that's my that's my forte. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, it's almost Christmas! Yay! Merry Christmas, producer Dave. Yeah, Merry Christmas, and it's the last. It's the last one of this year. It's the last yes. show this year. It's all yeah, not the last Christmas. Well, it is the last Christmas of this year because we only have one Christmas, so it's coming up. It's the last Christmas. It'll come. It'll go, and then we have to wait till next year to have. Well, I was Christmas. actually meaning the last show for this year, the last one before <laughs> Christmas. But uh, yeah, okay, that's that's another way of looking at it. You know me. I like to punch down. So now that you're feeling ill, I'm gonna take. <laughs> it's like everyone's like, oh, show sympathy on Bruce today. I'm like, no, no. This is. I never take. I never take the piss out of Priest Dave. I never make fun of him. I never, uh, you know, cause him any kind of grief throughout the year. Now that he's down, this is the time I have to give him merry cheer and uh, and make fun of him. So no, yes, of course. Yeah, all you have to do is listen to last week's show, and you you will find there's an abundance of. Yeah, you 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 have no proof. You have no proof of. of <laughs> he says, "Try not to cough." <laughs> Oh, yeah, so it is Christmas time where, where, where as producer David said, this is the last episode of 2022. Uh, wow, we can go, producer David, we have been going for five years, right? This is, this is the fifth Christmas that we're going to be doing. Fifth? Fifth? Yeah, fifth Christmas. My math is terrible, so it's probably the sixth, because if you go in 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021, so, so this is the sixth Christmas that we're doing. It's like, wow. 
That's amazing, right? Right? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> totally, totally, totally. Uh, yeah. And this is the third by Zoom. I guess I admit, that's one thing I, well, that's one of the reasons as well. I really miss us doing the show in the studio because we would always have a guest come in and sit with us. And like two years in a row was uh, the super agent, Iki El Ambriti, uh from IAG agency who would come in and share Christmas movies with us. One year was uh, the most hardworking uh, pr production manager in the business, Ariana Ryan. Merry Christmas to you ladies. We haven't spoken to you in a while. We're going to try and get you on the show in 2023 to find out more about what it is you're doing. Um, but yeah, th this is a Zoom session where we get to chat about Christmas movies, but we also have a guest coming on, which we'll talk about in just a second. Um, in fact, yeah, we'll we'll talk about that guest in just a second. But as we promised in the last episode, we are going to briefly talk about emancipation. Um, I got that right. Is that correct? It is emancipation. Yeah, that's right. It is emancipation. Yes. Yeah. So the Will Smith uh, um, uh, drama, which uh, I made the joke about uh, yeah, last week, that it was him basically emancipating emancipating himself from the slavery of having smacked. Uh, Chris Rock at the Oscars, which wasn't, it was a poor, it was a joke in poor taste or uh, an old joke. By 2023, I wonder if those jokes are going to fade away because emancipation is going to come in. Um, we will talk about that in the, uh, in the, uh, maybe not necessarily spotlight session, in the film and TV news se section. Um, we will also have a guest coming in who will be in the spotlight section, which is a producer, writer, director, Mark A.C. Brown. He's got a new film. That is coming out pretty soon uh, called Dead on the Vine, which is doing gangbusters at the moment. It's like fresh out the gate. It hit a film festival. We're going to talk about that film festival, we'll talk about the awards that he and his crew racked up for the, uh, the, the film Dead on the Vine. But before we get through any of that, you're listening to Shoot the Breeze on Resonance 104.4 FM. I'm Marcus E. Ako. And I'm producer Dave. And this is Film and TV News. <laughs> So for film and TV news, uh, I, we, we're going to do two things. We'll, we'll, I know we'll talk about emancipation. Let's talk about that one first. Then we'll talk about this new TV show that I, that I had just finished watching. It took me two nights to watch the entire season. So that's take take it or leave it as to take you know try and decide whether you think that means I really liked it or I really hated it. I just wanted to get it over and done with. We'll talk about that in a few seconds, and then maybe we can talk about uh, what it is we're looking forward to watching this Christmas before we jump into spotlight. So let's start by talking about Emancipation, the new film on Amazon Plus, uh, starring Will Smith. Uh, Producer Dave, have you seen Emancipation? Well, I'm going to correct you there. It's not on Amazon Plus. It is actually on Apple TV. Did I say Amazon Plus? Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Um, see, here's the thing. I, I, oh boy. Okay, I merged two different streaming services and still got the wrong one because it's not even. It's not Apple Plus. I took Disney Plus, so I took the plus from there. I took Amazon from Amazon Prime. I took Amazon Prime. And then said that's where it was, but it's not in either one of those two. Uh, it is on Apple TV. Thank you, Producer Dave, 
Yeah, it's on Apple TV. I have not completed watching it. I started watching it. Uh, unfortunately, this uh, this lovely little bug decided to interrupt on the way and, and sent me off to sleep. Uh, I got a, it's a two hour plus film. And I think I um, almost hit the halfway mark. Uh, Will Smith is given a, a, a damn good performance as the lead. It is kind of brutal. Um, there, there is a lot of, um, th th there is a lot going on th there as well. Um, you see him being taken away from his family and being interred, basically, in trying to uh, get free. It is based on a true story, so, and I know what a true story is, but it is, it is quite heavy film, it's quite a heavy film, so mm. yeah. Okay. So, yeah. so it's it, looking it's looking really good at the moment, and I haven't read the reviews. I've just seen what they've given it, and they seem to be giving it four plus stars. So okay, yeah. oh, that's good. I mean, on on IMDb it says a runaway slave forges through the swamps of Louisiana on a torturous journey to escape plantation owners that nearly killed him, and it stars uh, Will Smith, Ben Foster, uh, Ben Foster's. He's just. He's fantastic. He's phenomenal. I've seen him in a number of things. I used to watch him way back in the day. He was in some can, uh, Canadian uh, teen uh, TV show, which was like a comedy. And then he did another one with Cisco. I think his his launch into films was with a with a romantic comedy with Cisco. Not that they were having the romance, but Cisco was a was a. I think it was him and Kirsten Dunst in that film with Cisco. That's what I remember it. And then he switched lanes and started doing thrillers and dramas. And he just, if you want someone that has seething menace, menace, you go for Ben Foster. You see um, uh, 30 Days of Night, he's in that. Uh, 310 to Yuma, he's in that. He's blistering. Uh, Hell or High Water with, uh, with Chris Pine and Jeff Bridges, he crushes in that as well. So he's in this one, and it's directed by Antoine Fuqua. Uh, if you don't know the name, uh, basically Antoine Fuqua, you when you're talking about how it's it's gritty and it's it's action packed. That's his forte. Um, Antoine Fuqua did uh, Training Day, uh, did Southpaw, did The Equalizer. He loves working with Denzel Washington, so I wouldn't be surprised if Denzel pops up towards the end of the film. I doubt he will, uh, but. That's what Anton Fuqua brings to the table. So I am looking forward to watching it. Um, I know it's a, I know it's a, as you said, it's a two-hour slave movie, right? So it is. There's that element of, okay, where as you you said, very brutal, right? So they're going to be a lot of. There's going to be a, a lot of um, violence uh, towards obviously black people, slaves um, perpetrated by white slave owner owners plantation owners in the trailer you'll see dogs chasing will smith and his uh, group of escapees as well so it's going to be a tough watch to watch at christmas but i'm gonna go i'll, I'll do it I'm, I'm, hey i've always said i've always been a huge will smith fan right from the jump uh certain activities happened uh, this year which have basically tanked his reputation um but hey that's not going to stop me from going to watch this Will Smith movie. Uh, what I'm curious to see um, is what happens next year when it comes to award season. Because 
after the famous incident at the Oscars this year, if I if I remember correctly, Will Smith has been banned from Oscars, correct? For like 10 years. Yep, he's been banned. So they'll, they'll, they might honor the film, but he won't be up for a best actor or anything else. Although I think he still will be up for it. I think they might still give him the Oscar, but like Roman Polanski, he's not going to be there to get it. You know what I mean? Because Roman Polanski obviously fled. The, those who don't know Roman Polanski, uh, he's a huge uh, film director in the early days. He directed, uh, oh, it escapes my mind. Uh, but in, in the number of, uh, I think it's, uh, what was it? The, the ooh, Rosemary's Baby. That's the one, that's one I remember he directed. Uh, there are a number of other things he directed as well. And due to allegations and a court case, and I think he's acted as actually a warrant for his arrest, he fled America and has lived in Paris since the 70s or something like that. Um, but some of his films have been nominated for Oscars. The Pianist, The Pianist, that's one as well that he directed with Adrian Brody, and he got nominated for Best Director. Uh, and I remember Steve Martin joke because his, Steve Martin was hosting that event. And he said, Roman Polanski's here. Get him. <laughs> it was a... <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I, I apologize. I've digressed massively. But long story short, um, if he obviously, I mean, did, I don't think, oh, so the Academy didn't ban him like they have Will Smith, but he was technically a fugitive, which means he's out of the country, but they still nominated him. So um, maybe... Uh, who knows? Who knows what will happen? They might twist it and say, yeah, but Roman Polanski is different because he wasn't banned from the Academy. And that's why they still nominated him in a, an absentia. Whereas Will Smith, even though he's not banned from the country uh, or not necessarily banned from the country, he's banned from the Academy. But he's still in the country means they might not nominate him. I don't know how it's going to go. It's going to be weird. We're going to see how it goes in 2023. Uh, I guess all the other all the other awards will still award bodies will still give him stuff. So BAFTAs will probably still give him stuff. Golden Globes, if it's still running, will still give him stuff. Uh, Screenwriters Guild, you know, Screenwriters Guild, but you know what I mean. Uh, all the other type of prestigious award ceremonies would probably still give him the their flowers, his flowers for this film. But Oscars, Academy Awards, will most likely say no. We're not going to give anything to him. We'll give to everybody around him. I guarantee you Ben Foster is probably going to be nominated for an Oscar. Uh, Anton Fuqua as well will be nominated. It's just Will Smith is not going to be nominated. So you might be right in that situation. But we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Either way, Emancipation is currently showing on Apple TV. Uh, so you can go check it out and let us know what you think. You're listening to Shoot the Breeze on Resonance 104.4 FM. I'm Marcus E. Ako. And I'm producer Dave. And the last couple of days, I have been binge watching a TV show called The Flat Share. It is on Paramount Plus. It stars Jessica Brown Finley, uh, Anthony Walsh. Uh, it is it's a romantic comedy TV series based on a book. I can't remember what the name of the book is called. I think the book's probably called um, uh, "The Flat Share" as well. And this is this is what the the premise is of the of the show: a unique situation where, to save money, two strangers share a flat on a schedule where they never meet each other. They communicate via post-it notes 
while they navigate their unusual agreement, relationships, and lives. So I'd seen the advert for it. I'd seen the posts, uh, the um, posters for it. Uh, Jessica Brown, uh, I'm going to repeat this. Jessica Brown Finley, again, uh, huge props for her. I've loved her work since uh, I first saw her in, I think I think she may have been in Skins, but I'm not too sure about that. But one thing she definitely was in that I first saw her in was an episode of Black Mirror, uh, where she was with uh, Daniel Kaluuya. That was the episode with Daniel Kaluuya. And I loved her work ever since then. She was in Downton Abbey. She moved on from there. Recently, she did... Uh, Brave New World TV series and now she's done this she's a fantastic actress uh, this show the, the other um, lead is Anthony Walsh I've only seen him in another show called The Great which is sort of it's about the it's about Catherine the Great if I'm not mistaken uh, played by Ellie Fanning etc etc Nic Nicholas Holt is phenomenal in that show anyway Anthony Walsh is Welsh is in that one as well. That's the first time I saw him, and he's in this. And the both of them are just oh, the they are okay. I always I always go either thumbs up or thumbs down. <laughs> I go zero or hundred percent. And for me, these two are just everybody kills in this show. It, the the writing is really snappy witty there are moments in it where uh interaction between especially between the two leads the two leads kill the most uh especially between the two leads there a couple of interactions between the two of them that if those if their lines were not improvised then kudos to the writers because it, it's just you felt you felt the chemistry between the two of them it's fantastic now the scenario that puts them together the whole idea idea of the flat share just to give it elaborate a little bit more on that situation it's the idea where they both are renting this apartment this you know uh, flat one bedroom flat um and the agreement they have is that one of them will have use of the flat from 8 a.m to 8 p.m and the other one will have access to the flat from 8 p.m to 8 a.m and as such they need to make sure that they leave the house or leave the flat before the other person comes in. And then the, so they communicate first. It gets all frosty to begin with, with stuff like, you know, take the rubbish out, or we, you know, stop leaving this you, your coffee grounds on the in the sink and and that kind of then the post-it notes start like that. And then it starts to warm, they start to warm to each other and start to chat that way. Uh, an example of it uh, kind of and this is a lake house that was with Sandra Bullock and uh, Keanu Reeves, where they do the same kind of incident where both of them live in the same house, but in different times. So it's like one of them lived there seven years before or something like that. And so they were po they were sending letters to each other. So it's similar. That's kind of like the jump off point, if you imagine. But then you carry on with their own lives and how they interact with different things and whatnot. And it's a great show. It, they're about, they're, there are six episodes, if I'm not, yeah, six episodes, six 50 minute episodes fantastic show on paramount plus um i uh, watching it there's a mystery that builds to it and like a is it is a not a thriller but it's like a uh, you know you know what i mean it's, it is a, a romantic drama aspect to it and even though i know how it plays out i will happily give it a couple of days and then go back and watch it again uh it doesn't rank in my top 10 just yet it's it's no ted lasso uh but 
Honestly, it, it, I'm trying to, I can, this is the reason why I'm saying it's no Ted Lasso. With Ted Lasso, I struggle to find faults with that show in that two seasons. And there were a lot more episodes in Ted Lasso, a lot more characters to corral in that show. And they did it superbly. Um, Flat Share, I, I think it's only going to be they, they on IMDb. It says flash. It says 2022 with a dash to indicate there may be more seasons. I don't know how they'll do more seasons with this because of how it resolves itself in the end. So I think it's just going to be one season. Uh, but it's a great show. It's a fantastic show and the music as well. Oh, uh, one of the things that really got to me, um, and this is probably why it's embedded in me so much is the, the it's it's inspired the music is inspired by and the only way i can describe it is like early 2000s um soft hip hop slash r&b what i mean by that is you just think music soul child think that kind of that that, that sort of genre which i loved when i was entering my prime if you will getting into university that was the kind of music i'd listen to just the subtle hip-hop beats with melodic singing above it it's and that you know the slightly quirky but more from a hip-hop urban style that's the influence in the music and from i could have fast forwarded through the the opening sequence the because you don't see the anyone anyone in the opening sequence is just literally title cards and whatnot but because I love the music so much, the song is Lesson, Lessons Learned by, oh, I'll, I'll put his name in the podcast. Um, but yeah, it, it's that, that song, I've got it already on Spotify. And every now and again, I'll just sit and I'll listen to it just on loop because it's a great, great song just to begin with. Anyway, the show is called Flat The Flat Share. It's on Paramount Plus. Producer Dave. With all my ranting, do you think there's something you might want to watch? Um, I might watch it uh, if I ever get Paramount Plus, but uh, who knows? <laughs> After all that, you're like, eh, it's one extra streaming channel. Uh, I'm already looking at ITVX, which is which is free. So I don't know if it knocks that off the list. So we'll see. Uh, but but having spoken to Boyd Hilton, and I said to Boyd, Boyd if I can recall all the streaming services on you know you know off the top of my head without having to research it then it stays so we still got netflix disney plus amazon prime apple tv itvx paramount plus and iplayer all four okay well sure <laughs> but okay here's the thing i guess i don't need to add those ones same thing with itvx i don't need to add them because they're free right so i can just you know i don't have to subscribe to them uh, although itv uh, player you probably need to you don't need to subscribe to it the no you don't no, not unless you only if you want uh ad free exactly exactly so and even um, then you still get ads I'm happy to take the ads to watch that. imdb have have a tv show a tv streaming service as well but they put freebie on prime um, freeview, that's, that's, that's one. Uh, I don't go for the paid one, so I'm happy to, to sit down and watch a, a commercial or two um, to to watch, uh, what is it? What's that that TV show? The one with Leverage. It, Leverage has come back. So uh, it's, it, it is the American version of Hustle, if you will. Um, yeah, there's also Pluto TV as well, which they've been pushing quite hard. 
Yeah, I have. I, I started watching Pluto TV. Pluto TV is it, it's kind of it's it's like a TV channel because if you're if there's a film you want to watch, you have to go and watch it at a specific time. It's not like Sky Plus where you can go and download it and whatnot. You have to go and watch it at it. I'm like, who's got who's got time for that? No, like, well, <laughs> actually, you're not looking at it right because some of those t- uh, films are on the um, on demand section. So you just mm-hmm. got it on demand and you can put it up there. Oh, that's okay. You so say you're right. Probably, probably it was the fact that I got discouraged by that aspect, and I was like, "No, nah, I'm good. I'm good." Besides, I, I've I've got other things to be doing as well. I I'm and I'm the one admitting that. So anyway, mm. anyway you're listening to Shoot the Breeze on Resonance 104.4 FM. I'm Marcus E. Echo, and I'm producer Dave. And before we jump to Spotlight, I've been wondering. You know what? People have heard enough from us. Let us jump to Spotlight and speak with our guest, Mark A.C. Brown, writer and director of the film Dead on the Vine, who's going to talk to us about what he's been doing since the last time we spoke with him. If you've been you're fans of the show, would know him from, him, uh, from the film Guardians, which he did l- charming debut of a, of a comedy, uh, you know, com- uh, a comedy, which is about two guys who are um, house-sitting, or they you know, take care of a house, they're guarding a house, and there's a whole treasure hunt aspect to it. So uh, we'll be talking to Mark A.C. Brown, where he now switches lane and jumps into something more, th- you know, more thriller-based. Anyway, this is Spotlight. You're listening to Shoot the Breeze on Resonance 104.4 FM. I'm Marcus E. Ako. And I'm producer Dave. And we have with us, coming back again from a very, very long time, he's like, he, he, he either went into the into the wilderness or just decided to duck our phone calls. Uh, he's back with us. He's a film director, film writer, with his film Dead on the Vine. Please tell us your name and where the hell have you been? Hi, I'm Mark A.C. Brown. Um, and I've been... Huh, trying to make some films really you know and then this little thing called covid happened so uh i guess that was one of the reasons i made the film and one of the reasons why it's uh taken a while <laughs> yeah because i i think if i'm if i remember correctly one of the last i don't know if we've actually done a zoom session with you uh which would have been since 2020 so if we haven't then it's probably 2021 that we last spoke with you on one of your projects uh but you know no, I would say longer, yeah. I mean, because last time I was on the show, I think we uh, we did it um, in person. Yeah, it was in the for studio, Guardians. wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, for Guardians. Yes. And uh, obviously I've spoken to you a number of times since then, <laughs> also in person, though. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. But it's good to see. It's good to see you're back, and it's good to see that you know that you're still thriving, even though COVID came and sort of went. There's new stuff coming in, but it doesn't matter. Uh, but you're coming back with uh, with a new film, Dead on the Vine. Let's start off. Uh, tell you know, tell us what is Dead on the Vine. Tell us what it's about. Um, Dead on the Vine is a thriller set in a, in a vineyard in Sussex um, that we shot couple of years ago now just after the first lockdown um because me me and my producer were going crazy not not working really and seeing our project not to uh not to kind of phrase but to die on the vine you know because everything everything just went you know i'd play cancelled we had a film in pre-production that just got shut down 
and everything everything went so uh you know i was lucky enough to get a writing job right at the beginning of of covid to keep me going but it only only that only lasted like six weeks and after that we were like uh i need to do something need to do something and uh not knowing whether the industry was ever going to come back so me and my producer had a chat said uh I said, I've got some ideas. She said, can they be in a vineyard? I said, <laughs> okay, why not? And uh, That's, she that's a wonderful cause... problem to have. It's like, oh, I've got this vineyard just wasting away here and nobody's doing anything with it. Do you want to come and shoot a film? Yeah, sure, why not? Well, exactly. It was crazy. It was crazy. So, um, yeah, so I just basically took one of these ideas that was actually set originally in a farm and I switched it to a vineyard and it, and it, and it just, it worked quite nicely. And, um, yeah, so we just about that was like May, whatever, whatever year it was, forget now, and uh, 2020, I think. And we started shooting July of, of the same year. So we're like, we're like two and a half months. And what's the to, plot of uh, Dead on the Vine? Uh, the plot is uh, basically these two guys are on the way out of Rye, small seaside town for those not in the know. And, um, that one of them has an epileptic fit in the car and they have to pull off into the nearest place, which happens to be this vineyard that is run by these two women who are preparing a uh, sort of business saving wine tasting event for that evening. And these two guys, one of whom is now unconscious, interrupt their preparations. And um, what at first all seems normal suddenly takes a big, nasty twist and, uh, Things happen that uh, I don't want to give away right now, but uh, yeah, it, it all goes all goes quite dark. And you're back with with uh, Guardians uh, Guardians alumni uh, Dave Whitney. It, it, you you're working on every project you work on. Dave is always David Whitney is always on the project. Is that correct? Well, he just seems to follow me around. But yeah, it's um it's we've known each other for like twenty years, and um, he was there like when I started out doing theatre, and then you know we kind of originally back in when he first started doing stand-up we worked together on some of his material and then short films and plays and then my first my first writer job he was in that and then then my first directorial one guardians yeah he was in that and uh this was this was kind of quite uh sort of lucky really because he just he just moved in with us because he had as a lot of people during covid um had lost their flat mm. through various covid related circumstances and so he needed a place to live for a bit and uh so he came and lived with me and victoria also a uh guardians alumni and so we had this nice little bubble and so when we were casting it seemed only logical to uh you know keep it in-house as it were and um then obviously we had to cast other roles but um yeah it seemed like a good a good start how long into the movie before David whips out his bagpipes? <laughs> um, well, we had to restrain him, but um, no, there's no bagpipes in this one, sadly. Sadly, it's uh, they were just too heavy to get to uh, the vineyard. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to think of, I'm trying to think of how bagpipes would play in a thriller because this obviously is a departure from what you were doing before with Guardians, which is a is a comedy, uh, and this one from the way you described it, straight up tense taut thriller stuck in 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 the vineyard right so how would you introduce bagpipes into that i'm sure david thought of a number of ways that he could he could do that 
Oh, I'm sure there was. I'm sure there was a way. I'm sure there would have been a nice little murder that I could have committed with a bagpipe or something, <laughs> you know, or just blown someone's eardrums out of their minds with with the sheer volume and screech that they emit. That's a, but that, it didn't, that's, didn't really that's, fit. Yeah, that's a new challenge for you to write a script on how and, and the murder weapon is uh, the use of bagpipes. So I could do it. I could totally do it. You're listening I'm, to Shoot on Resonance 104.4 FM. I'm Marcus E. Ako. And I'm producer Dave. And we're here with uh, writer, director, Mark A.C. Brown, who's talking about his new film, Dead on Vine, which has just started doing, am I right in understanding that it's just started doing its festival tour? Is that correct? Um, yeah, it's sort of like slightly premature in many ways. Um, it's just had its world premiere at the in America at the at Kevin Smith's inaugural Modcastle Film Festival. Um, and that's, that's I mean, we're not going to do a big festival run like we did with Guardians, you know. We've got kind of a different, different setup going with, with this film. But um, uh, yeah, so we just had our first one. Very, uh, very happy with it. Very successful, we think. We kind of came home with some awards. So yeah, very nice. So, so that splashed over social media because I think you got uh, Best Ensemble. Um, if I'm not mistaken, did you get Best uh, Film or Best Director? We've got um, Best Picture, Best Ensemble and Best Actor. Yeah, best actor, yes. yeah, and uh, yeah, the pictures of you and uh, and Kevin Smith and and your and your team uh, with the with the awards, it's fantastic. As you said, is is the film completely done? You said it's a little bit premature. Is it completely done, or you still have something you need to work on? Well, we had to we had to really rush to get it ready for the festival, and so the there's a couple of little tweaks. It's like ninety eight percent there. We saw some stuff when when we finally got to see it on a big screen that we we thought we needed to change and there was a couple of sound cues that didn't didn't play as well as we hoped um for us so we're going to tweak those and the credits at the end are <laughs> not as high res as we'd like so we need to replace that file and add a couple more names as well so uh, uh, those yeah. are all technical stuff the movie itself is is good is good to go yeah creatively speaking it's it's all done and it's just a few little uh little tweaks and polishes yeah, no need to no need to go and do any reshoots or anything like that. So, no, no, we done we did those already. <laughs> yeah, and so you you move. I mean, you shot it in twenty twenty, which, as you said, you had the opportunity to shoot it in that location, and it's taken two years, and which is which is roughly about right. Would you say to, to get a film of this caliber done, edited, post produced, etc.? Yeah, I mean, it's it, it was frustrating because we started so fast we kind of just galloped you know like i said we you know we had two months prep to uh to get the film and the cast and the crew and everyone ready and the scripts i hadn't written anything you know and and then we went pretty much straight into the edits so so by by christmas pretty much of that year we were done picture locked um but then when we had like all these amazing people attached for the sound <clears throat> that we were very lucky to have had the kind offers that they gave us. Um, but they were based in America. And so when that second COVID lockdown happened, it just threw everything off. And so we couldn't, we couldn't uh, organize our, because the guys were medical come over from America to do the thing. They were coming over because they're British and they were going to come over and do it here and see their mom. And, uh, but then, then the lockdown happened. So they couldn't come over. And then after that, all the schedules just couldn't match up and that that kind of started a, a cavalcade of uh just trying to get people 
and also fighting against the reopening of the of the film industry mm. and and also the opening up of a variety of studios in outside of London like Netflix and stuff who all of a sudden just came and took every single piece of crew that you, yeah. you need and we just couldn't couldn't get anyone because we had no money I mean you know we couldn't we couldn't compete with Netflix wages and so even like students straight out of straight out of school were going straight into these big film jobs and it was mad so it took us a long time to find someone we thought was satisfactory to do the sound and then after that it was again just you just when you're not working with a lot of big with a big budget you just got to fit in with other people's schedules and this last year for production it's just been crazy it's just just been everyone's been busy so and, and, and interestingly that you mentioned how a big organization like netflix seizing upon the opportunity of covid to say we're going to just basically monopolize everyone's time and just grab all the crew have you found that that has changed now that we've sort of eased out of covid and it's like two years gone and now it's like what was covid it has it eased up and things have sort of settled down a little bit more i think i think because of the financial situation of our country and <clears throat> and yeah the kind of world kind of getting back on a, on a on a some sort of equilibrium things have changed a little bit i mean it seemed like there was such a rush for content last last year or this this past 18 months and i was literally speaking to this speaking about this to my producer yesterday and and because she's she's heavy into all production stuff i'm just a silly creative you know and um yeah she was saying that it's um, starting to slow down a bit like production for the next year is not going to be as crazy as production for the last year. And I'm, I'm assuming that's to do with, you know, the money problems that a lot of people are having right now. Of course, can't, yeah. Can't create, can't create. I mean, even Netflix are having issues and production companies, funding bodies, you know, it's just, again, everything's a bit uh, chaotic. So, yeah, I think it's, it is starting to slow down, which I don't know if it's, that's a good thing or not, but um, seems less less crazy. Hey, two years ago, it was a situation where everybody would, you know, filmmakers went out of business because they, you know, because of COVID, right? So, and everyone, it, loads of cinemas even went went out of business because of it. But we're still yeah. we're coming back, and uh, you know, streaming services are picking up, and they are seem to have endless amount of content. So, I, 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 I hope anyway, because that's one of the things I really enjoy watching films and and whatnot that it will be, it'll still continue and you will still have the opportunity to scour during your projects. You're listening to Shoot the Breeze on Resonance 104.4 FM. I'm Marcus E. Ako. And I'm producer Dave. And we're here with Mark A.C. Brown, writer and director of the film Dead on the Vine, which swept up at the Smod Castle Festival, the Kevin Smith Festival. And it is, it, it, when, when can, okay, I know this is still looking ahead, um, do you have what are the plans for people in your head of people getting to watch this film? Um, yeah, I mean that's an ongoing conversation. Like like I said, the Smodcastle Festival came a bit early for us for that. But I mean, from from that festival, we've um, had a couple of couple of people come to us about distribution. So we are starting conversations with them, and um, and we already had people sort of lined up to talk to here in the UK. Um, but we're planning on basically having having the UK premiere the um, in London in February, and then we'll then we'll kind of really start in earnest. We're kind of just testing the waters, sending it around for some people. Now we've won a couple of awards. People are kind of 
asking to see the film. So, uh, yeah, we're just having some conversations. But hopefully, we're hoping it's going to be out, you know, on some, in whatever form, streaming probably. Yeah. Around about the summer next year. Okay. And because I know, like, Guardians, it went on to Sky Box Office. It had DVD releases and whatnot. Uh, are you, you are you still working to push Guardians out or is it the fact that it's it's now you you've pushed that boat as far as you can go and you're letting it swim in the ocean while you now pick on dead on vine yeah I mean Guardians did what it did it was such a tiny tiny little film and it and it performed above and beyond what we expected and um, and it's done done well for us so you know if someone came and said yeah can we have it for you know our country or whatever, then I'd be like more than happy to to let them have it. Sure. Um, but right now, I'm just concentrating on Dead in the Vine and trying to get as wide a release for that as possible. Perfect. And is that your sole focus, or have you already started planning ahead to new projects to come? Um, oh, I'm always planning. Um, yeah, me and Laura, who produced Dead on the Vine, we're trying, we're reigniting the film that got shut down before COVID. Uh, my film Limpet. Um, I so we, yeah, we're kind of getting that back off the ground now because we've got, we've now through Dead on the Van, we've got more of a kind of a team together, like Julie Baines um, who came on to Dead on the Vine and she's a quite an eminent producer. And so she's, she's up for working with us again and a few other people. So hopefully, hopefully we could get that up and running. And then, you know, I'm, I'm a writer for most of the time. So I've been working with a few other people Brad Watson, director, and stuff to get some other, other projects, other projects going as well. That's fantastic! Great to hear that you got this. This, you know, your second project is already going off with a bang. Um, we hope when when February comes and you're doing the UK premiere that we get an invite. Um, don't don't worry about producer Dave. He he doesn't have to show up. I can come and watch. It'll be fine. I'll tell him all about it. <laughs> Tell him, I'll tell him it's good. Producer Dave, you're okay with that, right? No. <laughs> yeah. But when you come back, let us know, and uh, we're happy to get you back on the show, so we can, you know, let everybody know when the 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 premiere is going to be, so they can all flock to go and watch it and make it even more successful than Guardians was. Ah, uh, thanks. Yeah, that'd be great. Always happy to come on. And give give a shout out to David for us. Just let him know that uh, whenever he wants to come back and play the bagpipes on the show. We're absolutely happy to get a, a sample. <laughs> uh, he'll be there this afternoon then. <laughs> and that was our conversation with Mark A.C. Brown, the writer and director of Dead on the Vine. It was good to, to see him again. Still has that trusty old hat uh, that he wears. Is his, is his trademark trademark look? He's got he's got the the bowler hat that he that he wears. Which, no, it's not a bowler hat. Is that a bowler hat or a fedora? I leave that to you to um, uh, <laughs> discover. <laughs> I, I just wear caps. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I uh, also, uh, um, I I finally um, dug through my Spotify to find out the name of the of the artist who sang the uh, the theme for the flat share. It's Aaron Taylor. And the song is called Lesson Learned. It's the tune that we'll play in the intro for this this uh, this week's episode. So you ch- it's just a sample anyway. We'll play that on there. That's Aaron Taylor, Lesson Learned. And it's, a, it's oh, that song just put me in the mood for the show. And I started watching the show, The Flat Share. It's a great show. They all did a great performance in it. Uh, go check it out if you can. It's on Paramount+. Plus. 
You're listening to Shoot the Breeze on Resonance 104.4 FM. I'm Marcus E. Ako. And I'm producer Dave. And uh, we'll round up our episode today because it's obviously, it's it's a Christmas episode. It's the last episode we'll do uh, on Resonance FM, Resonance 104.4 FM for, for in 2022. Um, and it's a Christmas episode. We have to do something about Christmas. So I went online and I found an article from the digitalspy.com. And their article is best movies on UK TV this Christmas. So we're going to run through really quickly uh, the movies that are going to be on BBC One, BBC Two, ITV One, Channel Four and Channel Five. And we'll just scan through them. Producer Dave, I'll check with you to see if you've seen any of these movies. And if you have, will you be watching it this Christmas? You, You okay with that? Yeah, sure. Let's start with BBC One Christmas movies of 2022. So here it is. It goes from December 24th to December 27th. I'm saying, let, I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll run through the list and you t- keep a mental check as to which one you think, yes, that's what I'll watch. And then I'll come to you and then you pick the rest. Okay. So Secret Life of Pets 2, Pokemon Detective Pikachu, The Nutcracker and the Four Realms, La La Land, Big Hero 6, Frozen. Mary Poppins, Ghostbusters, Missing Link, How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World, and 1917. Uh, that lot, I think I'll go for the Nutcracker and the Four Realms. Okay, Nutcracker and the Four Realms. Um, ooh, I don't know which Ghostbusters, I th- I'm going to assume it's the original Ghostbusters. I think it's the original, and I've seen that so many times, I'm not going to see it. And yeah, Frozen, I agree. I've seen it as well. I agree. I would probably go with... Um, Oh, I, I haven't seen La La Land, and I then I think it, it did well. Um, but it did it did sort of cause that problem with um with um, um moonlighting. Uh, is it, is it moonlight. moonlighting? Moonlight. Moonlight. Yeah, it had it caused a problem with Moonlight at the uh, Oscars. So um maybe nineteen seventeen. I think nineteen seventeen is the one with um is the one take type movie, right? Where is the war movie, I think, with Colin Firth and a whole bunch of other people. I might yeah. check that one out, so I'll yeah. see it. Anyway, let's move on to BBC Two. So BBC Two, a shorter list this time. King of Kings, North by Northwest, Chariots of Fire, The Magnificent Seven, Goodfellas, Hello Dolly, and Funny Girl. Personally, I think I'll go for King of Kings and Goodfellas. Okay, I will go, I will go Goodfellas, and Hello Dolly, because, oh, I love Hello Dolly. That was my favorite Barbara Streisand film of all time. Um, uh, oof, yes, Hello Dolly. The song's already singing in my head, so uh, I'll end the list right there. No, that's well, that, that's my list. You can uh, follow okay. that with uh, Funny Girl, because it comes on straight afterwards. I've never seen Funny Girl. Oh, well, in that case, Girl. you've you got to watch that. I've watched them right. both. Fair enough. Well, I'll check, check. Maybe. We'll see how, how it goes. Although, I do love North by Northwest. It's pretty good, but... Um, Goodfellas and Hello Dolly, and then maybe Funny Girl. I might check that out, depending on how I feel at that point. Now we move on to ITV One. So ITV One Christmas movies. Uh, we've got Arthur Christmas, Santa Claus the Movie, The Holiday, Love Actually, The Mitchells versus the Machines, Over the Hedge, Rio, E.T. the Extraterrestrial, Die Hard Two, Hotel Transylvania Two, Unstoppable. Goosebumps 2, Haunted Halloween, Spectre, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, The Penguins of Madagascar, and No Time to Die. It wouldn't be Christmas without a Die Hard movie. 
<laughs> yeah, I agree 100%. I was going through that list. I was like, eh, no, a lot of sequels on that list. Uh, but yeah, Die Hard 2 is what is what wins it for me. So um, I'm, I'm in agreement. Although Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, again, back, you know, but I saw that, I, I, I saw that last year. I saw, I saw that, that earlier year. this year as well. So no, yeah. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not watching that. In actual fact, of all of them, um, I'm not going to watch the Die Hard 2. Um, it's more likely going to be unstoppable. Oh, I really that's, like that the, that's the Denzel Washington, Chris Pine one, right? That's the one, yeah. Yeah, mm, okay. Um, so we'll, we'll see. I, I, I still will line up uh, Die Hard 2 and see if, if that's, I think that's what I'm going to watch, but we'll see. You're listening to Shoot the Breeze on Resonance 104.4 FM. I'm Marcus E. Ako. And I'm producer Dave. And we are currently going through digitalspy.com's list of best films to watch on UK TV this Christmas. Uh, now, Channel 4 has a very, very long list. So um, let, let's see if you remember. Let's see if you remember some of them in here. So when you think of one that really catches your attention, grab onto it and we'll see. You ready? Go ahead. Oof, there's some good ones in this in this list. How to Train Your Dragon. It's a Wonderful Life. Home Alone. Four Weddings and a Funeral. Rise of the Guardians. Kung Fu Panda 2. The Great Escape. Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Catch Me If You Can. East is East. Peter Rabbit. Anchorman 2, The Legend Continues. Lemony Snicket's A Series of Unfortunate Events. The Untouchables. K-9, The Widowmaker, Playing With Fire, Dad's Army, Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, uh, Meet the Parents Part 2, that's how I'm calling it, that one, um, Rosemary's Baby, Jerry Maguire, American Gigolo, Bend It Like Beckham, Sonic the Hedgehog, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Daddy's Home 2, Charlotte's Web, Annie, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, Airplane, The Bridge Over River Kwai, Indiana Jones, and The Last Crusade. Oh, wow, that's a lot. Channel 4 are bringing it. Yeah, and I'm really glad because um, the other two channels, the other two channels have hardly brought anything there, to be quite honest. Um, You notice how How to Train Your Dragon, the first part is on Channel 4, and the second part is on um, BBC One. They are showing the second part of that. Is, is, is that the second one or the third one? I, well, it's one. It's one of the sequels. But it's one of the doing, sequels. Yeah, yeah. yeah I get doing the original. Um, yeah. th- there's a lot to choose from here, but um, I think what I'm going to go for is Untouchables, Little Fockers, uh, Rosemary's Baby. I really do like Rosemary's Baby. I, th- I think mm-hmm. it's a really good film. And you were talking about um, what's his name earlier. The, uh, um, yes, Roman Polanski. Roman yes. Polanski earlier, and this is one of his films, and it was a really good film. Um, American Gigolo is another good film as well. Unfortunately, those two are shining really early in the morning. Um, Raiders of the Lost Ark I've seen so many times. Uh, Airplane. Oh, that is so funny. <laughs> 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 that is so funny. But again, that's on really early in the morning. But yeah. Yeah. So those are my ones. Those are my picks. I might right. even go in for Jerry Maguire as well. Okay. So uh, so you've picked some of the ones I've, I'm, I'm, pl- I'm planning on watching. Uh, although, number one from that list that I'm, I w- want to watch, and I watch it every time I get the chance, Catch Me If You Can. 
I, that movie is just so well done. I've never Super seen Bird. it. Have you, you've never seen it? No. Wow. I, might pick it, I, I might pick it up this time. It is just unbelievably well done. Um, Steven Spielberg, Leonardo DiCaprio, Tom Hanks, Christopher Walken, uh, Martin Sheen. What The list is almost endless. It's like tons of people just popping in and popping out in that movie. Um, it is just, Leonardo DiCaprio is just fantastic in it. The, the score, it's got that nice, like, 50s jazz, uh, you know, it, it kind of reminds me of Incredibles, if you, you know the, the score. Think of the score from Incredibles, right? That's basically what this is, because it's kind of like, a, it's not a sky, it's not a spy caper, but it's, you know, it's a con man, right? He's a con man, uh, as you see him going through and the, the, the chase with um, uh, Tom Hanks' character. Great, great film. Definitely top of my list that I'm going to watch. So it's Catch Me If You Can. Uh, the Untouchables, you mentioned it. Definitely want to watch that again. Uh, Lemony Snicket's series of unfortunate events. I really like that. I really like Jim Carrey's performance in that film. Uh, so I think I might want to check that one as well. Uh, Rosemary's Baby, I never really saw that. Um, and since I'm planning on putting all my depressing Christmas movie watching into Emancipation, I think I might skip that one this year. Oh, no, that is a really good film. That is a really good film. All right, maybe maybe in the new year I might check it out. Uh, American Gigolo, that's Richard Gere, right? That's right, yeah. Yeah, um, I think I started watching it a long time ago. I never watched it. Um, but I, I, yeah, I'll skip it for this Christmas. Anyway, uh, let's move on to Channel 5. Channel 5 comes with the following. Oof, another long list. Yes, okay, let's go through it. Ready? Let's go. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Pearl Harbor. Breakfast at Tiffany's. My Fair Lady. Calendar Girls, Oklahoma, Hook, The Goonies, A Cinderella Story, The Secret Garden, The Man in the Iron Mask, The Mask of Zorro, Ever After, You've Got Mail, Castaway, The Terminal, Ben-Hur, Superman, Where Eagles Dare, The Searchers, Zulu, Escape to Victory, Seven Brides for Seven Brothers, Singing in the Rain, Footloose, Dirty Dancing, and Roadhouse. Well, for all you Guardians of the Galaxy uh, lovers, uh, Dirty Dancing is going to be... No, not Dirty Dancing. Footloose is going to be essential. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Footloose is going to be essential, isn't it? So, yeah. But uh, I've seen it in enough times. I'm not going to watch that. Um, I think on that one, I will probably default to usual and go for the searches and seven brides for seven brothers um, a couple of westerns see i've i've heard i think you've talked about seven brides for seven brothers before i've heard someone else talk about it um so maybe maybe a might depending on how i feel well that's and seven brides for seven brothers is a, is a musical and um it's it's pretty good actually you would have heard me talk about the searchers because that's the john wayne film that he should have won the oscar for yes that's i'll watch that that one is on pretty much every best film of all time list um so i might check that out i'll put that on there roadhouse i saw that recently so i think i might give that a miss um for now uh, there are a lot of um, oof. There's a there are about three Tom Hanks movies on here at least. Uh, there's You've Got Mail, Castaway, and The Terminal. I like The Terminal. That's another Tom Hanks, uh, Steve Spielberg uh, collaboration. Um, oof, but nothing really jumps out apart from Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Steve Martin and John Candy really crushed that movie. 
Um, yeah, I have to agree. I mean, of all all of those terrestrials, the only one where they've got movies that actually jumped out was Channel Four. Yeah, it, it, I, I, I was always they always do that, right? So they always they always have the really serious, really good quality type stuff, whereas mm. the other ones are looking more at family entertainment. So it's a it's a little difficult to. To go down that one. So let me. I'll I'll pick one. I'll just throw one and pick one that I'll say from all of that that I would pick, and I will go with planes, trains, and automobiles. It, it never disappoints. It's funny. It's you know, it's it's really touching. Like I said, Steve Martin and John Candy, awesome doing that. And then I'll go and check out the searches just so I can get that into my uh, cross that off my list. You're listening to Shoot the Breeze on Resonance 104.4 FM. I'm Marcus E. Akko. And, and, I'm, uh, and I'm producer Dave. And we've just been going through, sorry, I can't believe it's like, just cut you off. It's like, never, never mind. So producer Dave, this is, this is me done. I'm, I'm, I'm finished the year. Let's end it. And that's it. No, um, I was, we've just finished going through digitalspy.com's uh, best movies to watch this Christmas. We only focused on the terrestrial TV stuff. So uh, BBC One, BBC Two, ITV One, Channel Four, and Channel Five. The list also has, I mean, the, the article also has Netflix, um, Disney Plus, Amazon Prime, uh, et cetera, on there. And uh, to be honest, I, I'm, we're not gonna, I personally don't wanna go through the other lists, but producer Dave, was there anything in the other list that you were interested in? No, no, the only one that really jumped out at me was uh, the Pinocchio one on Netflix. But apart from that, I didn't look anymore. So, okay. Yeah. For me, the one that jumps out on the Netflix list is Glass Onion. That's the sequel, kind of, to Knives Out. You know, the the Knives Out uh, murder mystery thing. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, it's a brand new cast, with the exception of um, of uh, Daniel Craig, because he's the he's the you know the uh, Hercule Poirot type detective. So that one is what I'll go check it out on Netflix. And then obviously jump back to Disney Plus and watch the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special again, because that movie is just, oof. I mean, it was good. It was good. It was good. And I know, obviously, I love it because I love Guardians of the Galaxy and so on. So that's why I want to go back to that. You've been listening to Shoot the Breeze on Resonance 104.4 FM. I want to thank you very much for spending this year, or if you've just joined us for this one episode, thank you for joining us for this episode and uh, listening to us. We've been rabbiting on for a whole year. Uh, it's our fifth year that we're closing out, which is excellent. We are looking to come back next year. As long as nothing bad happens, fantastic. We'll do that and start checking out new movies in the new year. As always, Resonance FM, we want to thank you very much for letting us come and talk nonsense on your airwaves. We want to use this opportunity to say thank you very much for everything you've done for us. And we will come back as long as you want. We'll keep having us back here. You have been listening to Shoot the Breeze on Resonance FM. I have been Marcus E. Acho. I'm still producer Dave. Saying Merry, Merry Christmas. And a very happy new year to all you're supposed to say and a merry new year okay and a merry new year let me set you off before that guy it's like happy christmas a merry new year it's happy new year yes okay (laughs) see you all next year yeah bye merry new year happy new year In this country, we say Happy New Year. Ha 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 ha!
Thank you for correcting my English with stinks. I am Nanja Ibuko, exchange student from Cameroon. Ha 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 ha. Happy New Year!